listening to 20 for 20 Sports, Stats, and Stories. You're listening in with your host, Chase Glover. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to 20 for 20 Sports Stats and Stories. Guys, you might know me from my other podcast, The Talking Heads. I usually podcast with a friend named Quinn, but now it is just me, Chase Glover, your host. Sports Stats and Stories, it's all 20 for 20. It's a 20-minute podcast episode where we give you 20 different sports statistics of different eras, different players, different games, everything you can think of in between. And the first segment that we have today that we're going to start with, it's actually something I'm going to do every single podcast. It's called Today in Sports History. Today in Sports History, which is February 28th, 2021. But in Today in Sports History, on February 28th, 1967, the great, late Wilt Chamberlain recorded his 35th consecutive field goal. I want that to seep into your brain. 35th consecutive field goal while he was playing in the NBA. Now, that's amazing because most players can't even make three for three, and now he's going 35 for 35 consecutively. That was today in sports history, 1967, February 28th, Wilt Chamberlain. That's a little sports segment I like to do, and I'm going to do it at the start of every podcast. I'm going to give you sports stats and stories all the way through. I'm going to give you 20 different facts in 20 minutes. To start up, we're going back all the way to 1916 for our first sports statistics of the day. We're going from 20 to 1. Now, we're not focusing on any certain era here. These are the best 20 that I thought were the best sports statistics of all time, in my opinion. Next week, we'll get into something a little different. We'll go year by year, era by era. But currently, we're going to start with number 20, 1916, Cumberland versus Georgia Tech football. Yes, you heard that right. Georgia Tech and Cumberland. Now, do you guys remember that score? I don't think anybody really does. Georgia Tech won that game 222 to nothing. Let me repeat that. 222 to nothing over Cumberland. And I'll tell you why. The reasoning being back in the spring of 1916, Georgia Tech and Cumberland faced off actually in baseball where Cumberland actually paid a couple of minor league players to come and play for them and where they beat down on Georgia Tech in baseball. And it looks like Georgia Tech did not forget that one when it came to football. They won 222 to nothing. There's never been a score recorded like that again in the common era. The Most of the time, the biggest kind of scores we see are 70 or maybe even 80 points, and that's an extreme But back in 1916, over 105 years ago, it was 222, Georgia Tech against Cumberland. Down to number 19 on our list, we're going with baseball here, the major leagues. The great Hank Aaron, who previously passed away this past year, Hank Aaron leads all-time in home runs, 755 home runs for Hank Aaron. 
Now, the crazy stat is not the home runs. It's actually how many hits he had if you take away those home runs. If you take away the 755 home runs, again, 755 home runs, Hank Aaron still has over 3,000 hits in his arsenal. That is immensely crazy because Hank Aaron is one of the best hitters of all time. And we see other greats like Albert Pujols, Alex Rodriguez, Derek Jeter, all these guys that made the 3,000 hit list. But if you take away Hank Aaron's home runs, he's still over that 3,000 mark, which is a very hard mark to hit in the major leagues of baseball. Down to number 18 on our list, we have Brett Favre. We're going to go back to Brett Favre's very first game in Lambeau. Lambeau Field, the home of the Green Bay Packers, where Brett Favre played to start his career. September 20th, 1992, Brett Favre went into the game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Brett Favre, one of the best passers and touchdown leaders of all time, but... His first completion wasn't to a receiver, wasn't to a running back, and also wasn't to an offensive lineman, if you can even do that. His first completion was actually to himself in his very first game ever. Threw it and it bounced off a lineman, and he threw and he caught it himself. So his first completion for Brett Favre in his glorious passing career was to himself. So Brett Favre to Brett Favre, one for one and one catch of his career to start. Moving on to number 17 on our list, we're going to women's basketball in this day and age. Paige Bockers of the University of Connecticut women's basketball team. One of the most gloried programs of all time. One of the most winningest programs of all time here recently. Paige Bockers is the first UConn woman to have three straight games of 30-plus points. Let me rephrase that. Three straight games of 30-plus points for the UConn women's basketball team. She's only a freshman, one of the most highest recruits coming out, and now she is the first UConn woman to have three straight games of 30-plus points. And UConn is still winning, if you didn't know that. Number 16, we're going to go back to basketball, NBA professionally. And we're going to go back a good 61 years in 1960. The still moving, the still great Bill Russell grabbed 51. Let me repeat, 51 one rebounds in one game alone. Now, it's a stat today that usually most guys get about 20, and if they are really, really good, they'll get 30. But Bill Russell back in 1960 in a different era and a different age and a different playing style of the NBA, he grabbed 51 rebounds in one game. Bill Russell, you'll probably hear him again on this podcast, but Bill Russell, 51 rebounds. Let's take it back. We went back to 1916 earlier in the podcast for the start. Let's go back a little bit farther now, all the way to 1880. 
1886. I said that right, 1886. Now, you might remember around that time, about 20 years previously, there was a civil war. We had Abraham Lincoln. We had all these kind of guys. But in 1886, there was baseball. There's the major leagues. There's the St. Louis Browns and also the Chicago White Stockings. And then they were playing in the World Series that year. The St. Louis Browns won 4-2. Yeah, not a great stat, right? 1886, that's what's prevalent about this story. No, the story actually is in this one. In that game, in the World Series, where the St. Louis Browns won 4-2, there were 63 errors. Let me repeat that. 63 errors in that game between the St. Louis Browns and the Chicago White Stockings. That is unheard of. It is crazy. And it is just unbelievable that there are 63 errors in one World Series. But again, 1886, and now it's 2021. So I guess there's a difference. So I already mentioned him one time on the podcast, the late, great Wilt Chamberlain, the standing tall giant. Before there was a Shaq, before there was a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, there was Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain. Now you hear of the, the crazy stories of, oh, this guy got a quadruple-double, this guy got a triple-double, this guy did this, this, this guy did that. But there's only one sports statistic that Will Chamberlain has accomplished that no other player in history of the NBA has ever accomplished. That being the double, triple, double. But you're asking me, Chase, what is that? What is a double, triple, double? Here's a double, triple, double. It's Will Chamberlain with 25 points, 22 rebounds, and 21 assists in a game. Number 13 on our list, we're sticking with basketball here, Oscar Robertson, one of the best basketball players of all time, a point guard from Milwaukee, Sacramento, a couple other teams in there. Now, in the previous years, this has happened one other time, but back in 1961 and 1962, the season then is when this all changed the game. Oscar Robertson was the first player ever to average a triple-double for a whole season. 1961-1962, he averaged 30.8 points, 12.5 rebounds, and 11.4 assists. Now, there's been one other guy since then that's done it, and that's Russell Westbrook when he played for the Oklahoma City Thunder back in 2016. However, back then, it was a game changer. It was a game mover. It was a game provider. Oscar Robertson with the first-ever triple-double average for a season. Another one for basketball here. You remember when LeBron sat down when he went to the Miami Heat? He was sitting there with D-Wade, with Chris Brosh and everything. For number 12 on our boards, he said, we're not going to win one. We're not going to win two. We're not going to win three or four or five or six or seven or bajillion NBA Finals rings. But that's different because we're going back to 1959 to 1966. You heard that correctly. There's a whole era where the Boston Celtics, led by the man we mentioned earlier, Bill Russell, where they won eight consecutive. I guess LeBron said it. But Bill Russell actually did it eight consecutive from 1959. They won one 
and there, 1960, another one, 1961, 62, 63, all the way up to 66. They won eight consecutive NBA Finals. Unheard of, unprecedented. Not LeBron James, but Bill Russell. For number 11 here, we're going to golf. We're getting off of basketball just for a minute for you. We're going to golf with 18 major national champion, not national championships, major golf championships, my bad, is Jack Nicholas. And I wanted to bring this one up because of the news this past week. Tiger Woods got into a rollover car accident. Jack Nicholas has 18 major golf championships. The next one up is Tiger Woods, and with him still having time, and hopefully he can come back from this injury that he's had, he can maybe beat out Jack Nicholas or the so-called Golden Bear. Now we're into our top 10. The world of soccer. From what you don't know, it's 1956 to 1974, an 18-year career for the glorified Pele. I don't know if you've ever seen Kicking and Screaming with Will Ferrell, but they have the Pele ball where Pele hit a ball into the stands to Will Ferrell during that movie, and he grabbed it, and it's all up on his banister at home in his championship case. But we're going to talk about Pele. Pele, in his career, in his 18-year career, he had 1,281 goals made most ever by a soccer player in his career, 18 years from 1956 to 1974, before our time, but was still one of the greats that has ever played the game of soccer. On number nine on our boards, it's 1941. I'm going to set the, the play for you. You have 56 games that all recorded at least one hit. There's one player he plays for the New York Yankees. It's Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio set the record of a 56-game hit streak, one of the most illustrious accolades to have not been caught yet by any player. There's been some that have come close, but Joe DiMaggio holds the record for most consecutive games with a hit, and that's 56, set in 1941. Number eight that we're on right now. It's one of my favorites of all time. 1998, Thanksgiving Day. You were probably in your home watching TV, eating some Thanksgiving, eating some stuffing, eating some turkey, whatever you want to talk about. You were hanging out with your friends and family, and then your dad. He switches the TV over to the Dallas Cowboys and Minnesota Vikings game. And in that game, you see a man named Randy Moss making the Dallas Cowboys look like his little son because he had three catches, three touchdowns, and 163 yards on Thanksgiving Day. As many of the headlines called it, he ruined Thanksgiving. 163 yards, he had a, a touchdown catch of 51 yards, of 56 yards, and another one of 56 yards. That's Randy Moss, three catches, three touchdowns, 163 yards on Thanksgiving Day. Number seven, we're heading back to basketball. 2015, the Golden State Warriors, one of the hot young teams of the time. And then they had a shooting guard from Washington State. War number 11, his name's Clay Thompson. In this game, he had five dribbles. Let me repeat that. Five dribbles the entire game. And Clay Thompson scored. 
37 points. He went 13 from 13 for 13 from the field. And then he went 9 for 9 from three-point range. 100% on the day with 37 points and only five dribbles. Think about that. Only five dribbles and he had 37 points. It's Clay Thompson, 13 for 13, 9 for 9, 37 points. Number six, we're sticking with the NBA one more time here. In all of the NBA history, there's only been five quadruple doubles. Five, and two of those belong to the same man. That is Akeem Olajuwon of the Houston Rockets. The last one that Olajuwon had was 29 points, 18 rebounds, 10 assists, and 11 blocks. Two quadruple doubles to Akeem Olajuwon. Five overall ever in the NBA, Akeem Olajuwon. Number five on our boards, one more with the NBA here in a row. I already mentioned this guy. His name is Wilt Chamberlain. Back in the 60s and 70s, Wilt Chamberlain recorded the highest field goal percentage in a season ever. He had a 72% from the field overall back in the 60s and 70s. However, Mitchell Robinson broke that just a a year ago when he said it with 74.2 percentage from the field. Mitchell Robinson of the New York Knicks, one of the up-and-coming bright young centers that they have, he recorded 74.2% from the field for an entire season, beating out Wilt Chamberlain and claiming the field goal percentage for a season title at that point in time. Number four on our list, we're going to talk a little bit more about Pele from soccer. But we're going to talk about how he was passed. Lionel Messi passes Pele with 644 field goals made with one club. Lionel Messi played with the Barcelona and made 644, while Pele only made 643 with one club a couple of years ago. For Lionel Messi, one of the best in the game right beside Cristiano Ronaldo. And so Lionel Messi passes Pele with 644, beating him out with by one with the same club ever. Down to our top three. Tim Tebow played the University of Florida, then went on to the Denver Broncos, was looking like the next savior. His first season, he came in and played. He played in seven games in a playoff game. In those seven games, six of those games were come from behind wins for Tim Tebow and the Broncos. And then you also might remember, he did it again in the playoffs against the Pittsburgh Steelers in overtime where he threw a touchdown pass to Demarius Thomas all the way for the score and the overtime win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Number two on our board, it's 1962. It's Wilt Chamberlain again. That season, Wilt Chamberlain averaged 50.4 points per game. Again, 50.4 points per game. That is 31.6% better than the next guy up overall ever in the NBA. And that was Elgin Baylor with 38.3. The craziest statistic about that one, though, it's not the 50.4 points. It's that Wilt Chamberlain did not win the MVP that season. It was actually Bill Russell. (laughs) 
last one of the day, we're going to stick with baseball. It's Sammy Sosa. In 1998, 1999, and 2001, Sammy Sosa recorded 60 home runs plus each of those years. Sammy Sosa holds three of the eight 60 home run seasons ever in the MLB. The only person to accomplish something like that, he had 63, 64, and 66. Sammy Sosa, one of the best baseball players ever. Top three of the eight. This is your host, Chase Glover. I want to thank all of you for listening to 20 for 20. Sports, stats, and stories. You can find my podcast on our website, our social media. You can even find it on other podcast forms, just like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud.